not always been in the sanctuary running the aisles and shouting and dancing. And if you know me very well and know the church that I pastor, you know that I'm like Brother Westbrook. You're not going to sit out there and look at me. We come to praise the Lord. But I'm going to say again, some of the greatest moments of my life has not been in the sanctuary running and shouting and dancing in the spirit. Some of them have been in the prayer room. Been over with tears and uh, other parts of the body dripping. I mean to tell you with that old nose just running and God speaking to my soul and my heart. You know, I'm convinced today that if we're going in the rapture, it's going to be like the man preached last night because of our personal experience with God. We're up against the greatest satanic invasion of the church that the church has ever been up against. Brother Councilman got up and preached on Ouija boards. But Satan don't stop. We're all of us aware of Ouija boards. It's been in Pentecost any length of time. There's a new game out now called Something and Dragons. Anybody know the name of that? I thought there'd be somebody out there to know about it called Dungeons and Dragons. And it's the leading game now of the mediums talking to people. But you know, Satan has never been happy with just getting people's minds. He wants to make fools out of them before he takes them to hell with him. And this game, Dungeons and Dragons, is the leading game now that is responsible for the divorces in our land. Because it portrays nudity. And when you're all through with the game, when these big games, I'm not talking about maybe some little thing, you're supposed to have all your clothes off, you're supposed to... I never played the game, don't intend to have one. But Satan ain't going to stop there. If we get on to this game, he'll come out with another one. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the book of Ezekiel, the 16th chapter, the fourth verse read lengthy reading here this morning and I pray that you'll help me preach this morning I know what the Holy Ghost does I don't have nothing to worry about and as for thy nativity in the day that thou was born thy navel was not cut neither was thou washed in water to supple thee thou was not salted at all nor swaddled at all None I pitied thee to do any of these things unto thee, to have compassion upon thee, but thou was cast out in the open field to the loathing of thy person in the day that thou was born. 
And when I passed by thee, I saw thee polluted in thine own blood. And I said unto thee, when thou was in thy blood, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou was in thy blood, live. Mm. I have caused thee to multiply as the bud of the field, and thou hast increased and waxen great, and thou art come to excellent ornaments. I want everybody to say excellent ornaments. Thy breasts are fashioned, and thine hair is grown, whereas thou was naked and bare. Now when I passed by thee and looked upon thee, behold, thy time was the time of love, and I spread my skirt over thee, and covered thy nakedness. Yea, I swear unto thee, and entered into a covenant with thee, saith the Lord God, and thou becamest mine. Then washed I thee with water, yea, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee, and I anointed thee with oil, and I clothed thee also with broidered works, and shot thee with badger skins, and girded thee about with fine linen, and I covered thee with silk. I decked thee also with ornaments, and I put bracelets upon thy hands, and a chain on thy neck, and I put a jewel on thy forehead, and earrings in thy ears, and a beautiful crown upon thine head. Let us all pray and ask God to talk to us this morning. Jesus, I need to be anointed by you this morning, God. I know your word's anointed. I feel the anointing of this congregation this morning. Lord, I somehow need to be used by you this day for the anointing of thy people, Lord, that we might walk in the paths wherein thou hast called us. Praise God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I want to use this morning for a thought on God's jewelry box. God's jewelry box. I know some of you are already braced up because you know me as a preacher of holiness, but relax a little bit. Praise God. <clears throat> When I started out in the fourth verse, the Lord said, As for thy nativity, in the day thou was born, thy navel was not cut, neither was thou washed in water to supple thee, thou was not salted at all, nor swallowed at all, and none I pitied thee. And I begin to think about our beginnings. And lots of you the other night raised your hand, signifying that you was not raised in Pentecost, 
So that means lots of you have been saved and brought into the truth in just the last few years. And that is the way God is raising up a church in Kansas to which I'm very thankful for this morning. Praise God. We know revival in this state. But sometimes we need to realize who we were when God found us. I look at people when they come into my church. I try not to see them as they look. If you looked at people when they come into your church and looked at them as they are, you wouldn't put up with them very long. I might rephrase that. God wouldn't have put up with me very long, nor the church. I've often said I was real fortunate that the church would even let me come. I remember what they used to say about that elder boy. But in spite of all of them, God surprised him. Praise God. And when we first come to church, you just might as well admit that you wasn't very pretty. I've got saints that come to me all the time and uh, they show me the pictures of them before they got saved. I plumb forgot what they looked like before they got saved. I've just been so thankful they changed. You know, some of them red-haired and freckled-faced, and, and, you know, some of that's not bad enough, but then they have to kink it up. Cut it off real short and kink it up and twist it up so it looks like a thousand pig's tails are stuck in their head. And then they can mix the colors up till you would think that you have been to uh, some kind of a Barnum circus when they come out. And that's what they call dressed up. I seen a woman that come into a place the other day. I would guarantee you she was a doctor's wife or a lawyer's wife or somebody's wife that's pretty influential and important in the city and she was dressed up she had pants that well i'll not say that but i think she and i both could have got into them on and she was a slender woman she had to cinch them all up around the waist so that they kind of floated out I don't know how about you this morning, but I'm glad God saved me. And God said, in the days of thy nativity, in the day of your beginning, I I have nothing this morning to look back into the world and glory of of what I once was. But I'm thankful this morning that Jesus Christ has cleansed my soul and cleansed my mind and gave me a transplanted heart and a transplanted mind. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said, 
Mama didn't even love you enough. Your daddy didn't even love you enough to dress up your navel cord. But when I found you, it was wrapped around your neck. When I found you, you were still putrid in your own blood. You hadn't even been washed yet. Your mama didn't love you. She ran off and left you to the devil. Your daddy didn't love you. He ran off and left you to whoever take care of you. But he said when I found you, and nobody pitied you, you were sitting somewhere in a dark cell shooting it in the vein. You were sitting somewhere in a beer joint saying, give me another drink. You were sitting somewhere in a theater trying to find love, going out lonely, never found nothing. You were sitting somewhere in the dens of hell that Satan had found for you. None pitied you. None loved you. Nobody wanted you. Not even your mother. Not even your father. Praise God. But he said, I had compassion on you. You was in an open field. I'm going to tell you this morning, you can walk up and down this world seeking and searching. You're in an open field. You're not ever going to find what you're searching for. But we got a lot this morning to be thankful that he found us. You have not chosen me. I chose you. I found you. You didn't find me. Hallelujah. Praise God. You were just laying out there to the devils. You were just laying out there to the world. They was going to use you just any way they could get their best out of you. But he said, I had compassion on you. I'm going to tell you something, brother. When somebody cares for me that much, I'm not turning my back on them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When somebody loves me that much, I'm going to love them back. I don't understand this morning what in the world anybody that ever come in to an apostolic church and really did repent of their sins and really did receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, what do they have to go back to? What could they come can even conceive in their mind to see to go back to. I cannot fathom their thinking this morning. I am in love with somebody that loved me before I loved him.
Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, I'm glad he had compassion on me. While I was laying there, putrid, laying there in my own blood, he walked up to me and said, Live. Woo! One preacher said, The ants upon your breast eating you. Yes, friend, the wild insects of the field love the raw blood of the field. They'll find you and completely take a hold of your body. Death is certain for them that's never found this lover. Amen. But when he found you, he said, live. You had certain death, but he said, live. He said, live. While you're still putrid in your blood, he said, live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Work can wash away my sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Having problems this morning? What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And then he went on to say, as he went down through these verses, I have caused thee to multiply as the bud of the field. Now, not all of us, but most of us. We was kind of like Brother Wilson was talking about last night. We wanted to park our car a block from the church. <laughs> Me too, brother. I drove almost all the cars that the junkyard could hold. Uh, we even painted them with brushes, and they come out looking like we worked for the circus. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, some of us. It just wouldn't pay us to get too proud of ourselves. Hallelujah. We might ought to remember what it was like before he said live. He said, I'm going to multiply you. That's when it starts getting dangerous. But you see, you cannot have the blessings of God in your life without Him daily loading you with benefits. You see, He's got to multiply you because He loves you. He loves you more than you love Him. He picked you up out of the field when you wasn't worth nobody. Amen. And made you somebody. Hallelujah. Made you a king's child. Put you in a palace and gave you mansions. And then he said, I'm going to multiply you. 
and then increase you and then you're going to get great well that's another dangerous point when you start getting great it's a good time to be like Saul get to where you can work in the place of the priest and do things that's not even honorable for you to be there to do God said, the man that is lifted up in his own heart, he said, I'll base him. I'll put him down. That goes for one and for all. Hallelujah. But God said, I'm going to make you great. There's only one reason why God would ever make any one of us great. There's only one reason why God would ever multiply any of us. It's to show the unbeliever is to show the sinner is to show them that are without God that he is mighty he is able to make a man what a man can't make himself he is able to lift up a man to the places a man can't lift himself and thereby in doing so he can reach the unbeliever he can reach the faithless he can reach them that are sinners today it's all for the increase of his kingdom and the increase of his government that's why you and I are what we are this morning Not because we deserved it. But he said, I'm going to increase you and you're going to wax great. And thou art come to excellent ornaments. I want to preach a little while this morning on God's jewelry box. He said, thy breasts are fashioned. Son, I'm going to tell you this morning, you're not going to find any breast anywhere in the country like this there's nothing. You never received any nourishment in your life like what you got the night you come up repenting. Tears streaming down your cheeks. Uh, he said, thy breasts are fashioned. Hallelujah. There's something about these good old apostolic altars. You know something after you come up here and get the Holy Ghost, you can come up here and get it again. And you can come up here and get it again. And you can come up here and get it again. And you can come up here and get it again. It's the greatest place of nourishment in the land this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm glad I'm in this church. Church of the living God. The reason I'm in this church, not just because I don't want to be lost, but because I'm in love with him that loved me before I knew him. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to tell you this morning, instead of us being worried about rings, Instead of us being worried about something pretty to put on here to make us prettier. Instead of us being per uh, worried about uh, all kinds of things that you could name this morning. 
as far as supposed to be making us look better, you know, going to the hairdo shops and getting flused up and all those things like the man preached yesterday morning. I don't care a thing about them. I've already read in the book of Ezekiel where Satan also was a beautiful thing. He was the most beautiful thing. You see, Satan desires to decorate himself and God either decorates himself in us or Satan decorates himself in us. One of the two of them is going to decorate themselves in us. This morning I'm only worried about the jewelry box of heaven. I want the ornaments of God put upon me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I begin to read. He said, I'm going to spread my skirts over thee Praise God and cover thy nakedness and swear unto thee to enter into a covenant with me. Oh, we should not even stagger at making a promise with God. I'm going to tell you something while you're in this camp meeting this morning and you're under the spell of God up here and you're under the spell of the Holy Ghost. Yes, make a covenant with God. I'll go where you want me to go, God. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. Give me your ornaments, God. Make me bold in the Holy Ghost. Help me declare your name everywhere. Hallelujah. Decorate thyself in me, God. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise God. Put thine ornaments about my neck. You know, I'm a holiness preacher. But God said I'm going to deck thee with ornaments. Some people so spiritual, Brother Wilson think they ought to go downtown buy bracelets. Well, if God's against rings, why did he put one on the prodigal son? Sure tell their spiritual can't you? I passed that up years ago, folks. Hallelujah. 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 Lord. He said, I'm gonna beautify the meek. I'm gonna beautify the meek. Come before the Lord with thanksgiving and praise. Come before the Lord with a broken and a contrite spirit. Come before the Lord in a spirit of humility. Come before the Lord and let Him beautify thee. Let Him put thine ornaments upon thy wrist. Let Him put thine ornaments upon thy neck. Let Him put thine ornaments upon thy fingers. Let Him decorate Himself in the church of the living God. God. He said, I'm going to put my bracelets upon thy hand and the chain about thy neck. I said, now God, I know you don't want these things hanging on me. 
you got to show me something. Show me, Lord, what you want. And I turned to Isaiah 61, 10. He said, I'll greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he hath clothed me with ornaments of salvation and hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. And as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with jewels. Oh, for as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and as the garden causes things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Hallelujah! God is saying, I'm going to go forth. You go ahead, devil. You decorate yourself with gold that man can see. You decorate yourself with this green stone turquoise that man can see. Put one on every finger. You go ahead and decorate yourself with the things that man can see and with the things that man can feel. But I'm going to decorate my people with something that will make them sleep at night that'll put joy in their soul that'll put peace in their mind that'll give them something to live forward to and to look to hallelujah praise God hallelujah and as I opened up my Bible and I begin to read and I begin to read out of the book of Proverbs the very first chapter I said, oh, Lord, i got to have the answer to this thing. And I found it starting in the seventh verse. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord. I ain't afraid that he's going to send me to hell. No, that's not why I'm just serving God this morning. I am afraid of hell. I don't want to go to hell where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. But the reason why I'm serving him this morning is because when I didn't know him, when I didn't even love him, when I didn't know his name, he found me wrapped up, choking to death, blood all over me. Nobody cared for me and loved me, washed me up, made me his. And so he said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That's it, God. That's it. Hang that jewel on me, God. I gotta know thy will, God. I gotta know thy name, God. I gotta know thy ways, God. I gotta know thy word, God. I've gotta understand you, God. That's it, God. Hang one of them jewels on me. Hallelujah. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Praise God. And the chains in their... Oops, I done changed gears here somewhere. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. Let me tell you something. You come in with God's jewelry box on, you can walk for the king. He can be filled with the wisdom of the land. He can be filled with the wisdom of the college. But when God's knowledge begins to start speaking and God's wisdom begins to start speaking, he'll stand there in utter silence and in awe and look upon you and wonder what kind of a man is he God in his presence. I've never seen a man decorated like this before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Then, hallelujah.
on to say, my son, hear the instructions of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. I'm going to tell you something. I got an old mama sitting back there in that vestibule. I love her since I've been a little old tiny tot. Six years old, I sit on the front row of an apostolic church, and she wasn't like the modern generation. She didn't say, would you like to go to church with me tonight, Carl? She said, boys, yes, mama, it's about four o'clock. Yes, mama, time to take your baths. Yes, Mama. We didn't have no car to get in. We walked for several blocks, if not a mile or two, to get on the bus to ride seven and a half miles through a transfer to get to church. When church was over, they didn't ride us home. We got on the bus stood around in the cold winter time in the hot summer time one two o'clock in the morning for the next bus to come by to go on home to walk another eight ten blocks to a mile and a half two miles home and we didn't even complain didn't even know the thing about complaining i mean back in then if somebody complained pentecost it was something you know something really wrong people just didn't complain they praised God but they didn't comply you know they praised God for healing their cows and they praised God for giving milk and they praised God for everything back in them days hallelujah and she sit around at night and read Bible stories to us till we got big enough to read them to her. And then she taught us, now I lay me down to sleep. And then one day she said, boys, you're big enough not to pray that way no more. You gotta start praying a different way. Some folks just let their kids go right on saying, now lay me down to sleep. Can't figure out what's going wrong in the house. Whew, try to stay off of that. But every once in a while, that old mama comes to me and points her finger in my nose and said, I'm going to tell you something, boy. And I say, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And I'm her pastor. That's right, she's still my mama. something you forget about living for God if you can't listen to your mom and dad you're never going to be decorated with the things of God there's no place in the house of God for rebellion hallelujah and 
then he went on to write here, listen to it. What am I going to do? I'm going to fear the Lord. Oh, I'm going to despise the wisdom of fools. Hallelujah. And I'm going to hear the instruction of my father and my mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace under thy head and chains about thy neck. That's it, God. Pour on your jewelry upon me. Hang it on my neck. Somebody said, yeah, you can't get nowhere with that kid. His mom and daddy tells him everything to do. If he ain't doing what the, his mom and daddy tells him to do, then he's doing what the preacher tells him to do. That's it, son. If you want to live long, if you want God to put his power upon your head, if you want God to hang his ornaments upon you, hear thy father, hear thy mother, and hear thy prophet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got to thinking about this earring. You know, God has provided some beautiful things, Brother Monkey, for the church. If we could ever get out of living down here. I told a Texaco district when I was preaching down there last week, I said, if all you're doing is shooting at gauchos and shooting at slack pants and, and shooting at... Man, there's a lot of that down there. That's good. We need it all over. No, I'll say it anyhow. All over the UPC, they need to hear that conference. Praise God. But I said, if that's all we're doing, we're just shooting at plastic tigers. We ain't hurting nothing, and we ain't knocking down much. I want to tell you something. If you don't find out what's making you do that. If you don't find out why you want to put on a pair of slack pants. If you don't find out why you want to wear gauchos. If you don't find out why you want to decorate yourself in the natural. God only knows your ending. Because Satan's play game with you has just started. It's not even close to finish. Satan, I wish I had time to preach on this this morning. Satan reverses the order of God. God's order is your heart and your soul first. Amen. And then your body. And then your mind. And Satan turns it around and says, I want your mind first. Then I want your body because once he gets your mind and he gets your body, your heart and soul's next. You better find out why you want these things. If you ever find out why you want to be decorated with these things, you'll say, my God, keep it away from me. And God, decorate me. Oh, God, fill me with thy spirit. God, hang the chains of knowledge and wisdom of God about my neck. Lord, lead me in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Save my soul from hell. I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm not just serving God because I don't want to go to hell this morning. But serving God is saving your soul from hell every day. Hallelujah. 
It's either heaven or hell this morning, friend. Praise God. And then, as I begin to look upon these things, that earring. i got to preach on that earring for a little while this morning. You know, some folks, I have actually seen women wear earrings so big. I felt like going over and asking them if it'd be all right if I'd hold them up a while and let them rest. That looked painful to me. Birds in cages and everything else, you know. Trying to outdo what somebody else did. Oh, I'll try to stay off of that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then he said here in the fourth chapter, if I can find it, lost all my notes. Twelfth verse. When thou goest, no, that's not it. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee and let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before me. Ponder the path of the feet and let all thy ways be established. I ain't going to find it. It's right there in the fourth verse. But it goes right back to the knowledge of the Lord for your ear. I'm going to tell you something this morning. I want my ear decorated with the righteousness of God this morning. I don't want my ears decorated in or out of the church with gossip. I don't want my ears in or out of the church decorated with my brother's blood. And young people, I don't want my ears decorated with rock music. Hallelujah. I received a tape the other day that was plumb astonishing to me. I'm going to tell you young people something. If you turn on rock music, I'm going to ask you something. You getting a blessing? What you worshiping, huh? Hmm? Who you worshiping? Who you worshiping? Brother Councilman preached on haunted houses. Better not worry about haunted houses today. You better worry about it getting right in your house through a little thing called a radio. There are a lot of these folks that's singing music today. You know, I know. I used to be out there with one of them that's still singing today. He's dead. Yeah. 
One of the last songs he ever sang was, I did it my way. I used to be out there with him one day, just a twisting. Mm -hmm. And doing the jitterbug. That might be old to you, but that's where it got started. Them guys were a bunch of backslidden Baptists and a bunch of backslidden Pentecostals. They all of them had rejected God. I wish I could call them by name this morning. One of them said, don't tell me nothing about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I don't want to hear none of that hogwash no more. Some of them recently got out and took a cross. And as they was lost in their drunken stupor of dope and singing their rock music, took their hammers and nails and drove them in the cross and laughed and made fun of Calvary. And sing lyrics that makes Jesus a homosexual. And sings lyrics that makes Jesus a man like you and me. And here you are. You're twisting with it. And you're worshiping with it. Who are you worshiping? I got a young man, he might be sitting here in a congregation somewhere, brought home a false god from, from uh, Vietnam. I was in a church about 18 months and I was praying. He wasn't getting very close to God. I said, God, this is a fine couple, boy. I mean, if I told you who it was, you wouldn't blame me. I said, What's hindering them? They're just not getting close to you like they ought to be. And God said they got a false God in their house. Let me tell you something. you got a false God in your house. God ain't going to... He'll give you enough to get saved. He'll give you enough to see the light. He'll give you enough to see the doctrine. He'll give you enough to see, amen, some of the things of God. But if you want to go on from there, you're going to clean the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the kind of boy when he got saved, he got saved. He went home, he got that false God out that he got in a village while he was in Vietnam. He knew what it was. It was a little Buddha God that he carried home with him. Some of us say, well, that old wooden things don't have no power. I'm going to tell you something. When them witches have anointed something, whether it's plastic or wood or whatever it is, you better believe it's got something in it. He throwed that thing in the barrel and set it on fire. And when the fire went out, there sat Buddha smiling at him, no paint scorched, nothing. But he's kind of got the determination. He's not giving up. He put that thing back in there and started her up again. When the fire went out, there sat Buddha sitting there looking at him, smiling, just with a little dab of paint scorched. 
And then he had a made-up mind. He said, you devil, we're not going to quit till you're through. He said, I fired that barrel up again, and this time I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And he said, when I quit, Buddha was gone. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. And I'm going to tell you something. There's a group called KISS. You can call them kings in the service of Satan, or you can call them knights in the service of Satan. Call them whatever you want to, whether you know it or not. All of their records, when they're cut, they go to the witches, and the witches lay their hands upon those records. And they anoint them records so that when you kids hear them, you see Satan is smart. He knows he's not going to get our generation. I almost feel like preaching this morning, Satan's bid for your children. But he knows he's not going to get our generation. And he's not so much worried about us as he is this next one coming on. And here's apostolic kids doing some kind of number to a spirit. Oh my God, how I'd like to finish it out this morning. The ultimate trip. Yeah, Satan's in for you is your soul. The ultimate trip with your wrist slashed, with your throat slit, with a bullet through your middle. And you're taking the ultimate trip into hell with him. No, no, no. I'm not decorating my ears with that kind of stuff. But Lord, teach me thy ways, O oh God. Let me hear the preacher when he's preaching in that pulpit. Anoint my ears with them rings, God. Let me hear them glad hosannas. Hallelujah. 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 In the jewelry box of God. Oh, I'm going to tell you something as I close this morning. You get in God's jewelry box. You will just have a field day. Start about 1 Corinthians 12. Hallelujah. Start about in the nine gifts of the Spirit. Lay somewheres over in a corner in a prayer room to when you come out. Folks around you in the church that wears that natural stuff are afraid of you because you're wearing something that they don't know how to put on. Hallelujah. When God speaks in the congregation of the saints, He decorates Himself through your lips. When God moves in the Spirit, your mind is one of His decorations, and He can move through your mind and transmit His will in the church of the living God. Lay 
over there somewhere. So when you walk out, somebody said, you know, there's a little old lady over here. She believes God could heal her. If we could just find somebody to pray for. And you've been decorated with God so much that you don't have to get down on your knees and say, oh, God, help me, please, God, help me. Oh, God, I need you, God. This little woman knows God. But you can just say, where does she live at? Let's go see her. Hey, sister. I'm just a man. But you know, God, He gave me a little something here to wear. And I just want to share it with you today. Hallelujah. Let's raise our hands in Jesus' name. And let's just see if God won't lay it on both of us. Hallelujah. Praise God when you walk away. That dear little old sister sitting on the front row in the church service. She'd never seen nothing like this. She'd never known nothing like this. She'd never heard nothing like this. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to close this morning. Praise God. But I'm going to tell you before I close, I can't close without this. One of the last things he said is, I'm going to put a jewel in thy forehead. I'm going to put a jewel in thy forehead. I sit down one day and say, where's that, Lord? I turn over to Revelation 7 and 3. I looked over to Revelation 14 and 1 finally found out that not just the 104 to 4,000 had that little jewel to wear. Praise God, but by the time I got over in Revelations, the 22nd chapter, I found out I could wear it too. John said, I looked and I saw a number which no man could number and that had his name written in their forehead. I'm going to put a jewel in thy forehead and everywhere you go you're going to wear it you're going to wear Jesus name you're going to let Jesus name shine you're going to declare Jesus name everywhere you go you're going to thank Jesus name you're going to breathe Jesus name let's stand this morning and worship the Lord Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah.